What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hoopix, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. I'm Jonathan Brown. And we got a lot, we got we got some quite interesting topics to talk about today. First, talking about the NBA, ladies and gentlemen. In case you haven't heard the news, um, New York has um, they they've went back on that mandate about um, face mask and the vaccine. So you know what that means? We getting full time Kyrie officially. Um, I said they should have done this a long time ago. Um, at first, you know, I agree with it, but then like over time. The, the rule just kind of got stupid because I'm like, so he can be courtside, no mask, unvaccinated. He can play. But I'm I'm just I'm just excited, bro, because I mean, we've seen the way Kyrie's been playing since he's been back. I mean, he's averaging like 35 plus on the season already in the games he has played. And if he gets to do this every single game for now, yeah, it's bad. Cause I think they, yeah, cause they, their next game is tomorrow. They next home they So this is Kyrie's first home game of the season. But John, what do you think this does for Brooklyn as as a team going into the playoffs? Uh, I, this is going to help them for the last uh, let's just say nine games. This is going to help them for the last nine games. So, uh, it, this will give them momentum as well. Like, oh wow. We got Kyrie for like nine games. So I think ooh, now they're three games behind Toronto. If they go on a nine game winning streak, they can't get past Toronto and Cleveland. But I think they're still going to be in the play in. However, however, they are going to face either Charlotte or Atlanta, which they will defeat easily. Yeah, you know, I agree. Now, if they get Miami or the Philly in the first round, I'm praying for them because (laughs) Miami, they they got they got problems with within each other to the point you got Jimmy Butler uh arguing against Eric Spolestra and Udonis Haslam, and that's wild. And then Philly got blown down by Brooklyn not too long ago. And that was a hilarious thing. Exactly. And I, I, I straight up agree with you, man. Like, honestly, I mean, with Kyrie back full time, I mean, Katie and Kyrie both about to go dummy. So I definitely would expect their seating to go higher than Toronto, but to keep it a stack with you, I want it to stay as is. The reason why is because we just talked about it. If playoffs in the play-in started today, Brooklyn would be facing Toronto in the play-in, and the winner of that game would go on to face Philly in the first round. No, it's um Brooklyn and uh, Charlotte. No, nah, because I'm, I'm looking at it now. It, Char- it's, so the way they do the play is like the 7th and the 8th seed play and the ninth and the 10th seed play. Uh, I thought it was a 7 and 10. Nah, uh-uh. It's the 7th and 8th and ninth and 10th. Oh. So they play Toronto, and then the winner of that game will play Philly in the first round. So um, even though I really, really am scared of this team, I pray that they can stay as the eighth seed over these next nine games because I need that Philly and Brooklyn matchup in the first round. 
But more than anything, I need Ben Simmons to come back. So, Benjamin, get on the fucking floor, please. But in regards to the playoffs, because, I mean, there, of course, you know, Kyrie coming back full time, it's not really going to have too much of an impact because, I mean, it's only nine regular seasons games. But in regards to the playoffs, how do you think Brooke is going to fare now? And then we still don't know the where Ben Simmons is, but just with what they have now, minus Ben Simmons, what do you think they're going to do in the playoffs with the full-time Kyrie? They're going to go deep in the playoffs. They're going to go deep in the playoffs, either Eastern Conference semifinals or Eastern Conference finals. Shoot, probably finals, depending on who they face in the Eastern Conference finals. Right. And how well they play. So, but Brooklyn, they're here. They're coming. Most definitely. Because really, out of the East, the only team I could really see being Brooklyn is Milwaukee. I don't know about Miami. But Milwaukee is the only team I could ever actually see beating Brooklyn. So it's definitely going to be Milwaukee or Brooklyn coming out the East. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, the spot for the number one seed is close. For the Eastern Conference. You got Miami, number one, but Philly's right behind them. And Milwaukee with a half Damn. Damn. Right behind with a full game back. Bro, I need need Miami to go on a tear, dog. I don't, I don't. I need, bro, I need Philly and Brooklyn. I need that matchup. I need that shit. Man, this is ridiculous, dog. But this should be interesting for sure, man. Most definitely. But speaking of interesting, our next topic, um, I've seen a lot of the in the basketball shows, sports shows talk about this topic a lot. So I wanted to cover it definitely. Um, the Zion versus Ja argument. Now, obviously, you know, Zion ain't really played that much. And, you know, I mean, when we've seen him on the court, He's shown why he was the number one pick, obviously, most definitely. But part of me feels like they they made the wrong decision. Because, I mean, we see how John Moran is. And it's not like this is like, oh, well, John was just great coming in. Like, John was good coming in, but he's literally gotten better every single season. And he wants to be in Memphis. He's shown he wants to be in Memphis. Zion, that nigga been trying to get out of New Orleans since he got there, bruh. Like, you you can't tell me that motherfucker wants to play for the Pelicans. I wouldn't want to play for the Pelicans, so I don't blame him. But at the same time, it's just like, it's always an injury or his weight or his weight causes an injury or the injury causes his weight. And it's like, nigga, are you going to play or not? Like, I dead as didn't like when he – so for those of y'all that didn't see, Zion posted a video of him throwing a live, catching an East Bay dunk. By the way, this nigga bent the heart with four when he came down. I ain't never seen no shit like that, bro. But after he posted that, I DM the motherfucker. I DM got Zion Williamson, and I said, nigga, are you playing or not? I might get blocked, but I don't give a fuck. Is this nigga going to play basketball, yes or no? Apparently, New Orleans shut him down for the season. Bro, this nigga can play nine games. I don't like, bro. Come on now. Like, I I just don't understand. So, 
John, the, the two questions I have. The first one is, what do you think about this whole Zion situation in New Orleans from the draft up until now? And then the second question, do you think that New Orleans made a mistake drafting Zion over Ja? I don't think New Orleans made a mistake drafting Zion over Ja. However, like, Ja Morant's clearly the better player than Zion right now. Zion, he already, I mean, he already had two significant injuries that have hampered his career right now. It is only year three. So, yeah, I would just say, yeah, it was, Ja is better than Zion right now. But. And then, just like, how do you feel about this whole Zion situation as a whole? Uh, I mean, a foot injury is like hard to heal from. However, like, I, I don't know why he sat out for so long, other than, you know, his foot not healing correctly. And it was just, how do I say, it was longer than the expectations that we had for him recovering. Yeah. It was just longer than our expectations, because we thought he was going to be out for, like, you know, first 20 games, and then he'll come and play the rest of the season. But we were definitely wrong about that. Because so. the thing about it for me is, like, Zion, he goes crazy in high school, but then yet he was playing little-ass white kids. He was bullying He was bullying baby white children. Go, go, go Zion for that. But then, you know, he goes to college, and he's clearly the best player in college. And he gets drafted number one overall, obviously, as we all thought he would. But then his first season, he missed damn near his entire rookie season. He only played 24 games, but then he played, and he averaged 22 points, six boards. He shot 58% from the field. And things look promising, right? We get into his second season. He played 61 games. He averages 27 and 7 on 60% shooting. Crazy ass numbers. Is a fucking all-star. And then he goes down with another foot injury. And now, I mean, he hasn't played all season. So it's like. And then we we've seen them out and do commercials, and we've seen them, you know on the court during before games and it's just like obviously you know a big injury like that can lead to some weight gain but like this is almost as bad if not worse than Charles Barkley but then again Charles Barkley was actually hooping Charles Barkley was playing like he was one of the best players in the league as a fat motherfucker so he over Michael Jordan exactly as a fat nigga so like I'm just trying to figure out like what is what is it gonna take like for Zion to be he's six six damn near like what well more than three hundred an athletic burly motherfucker he got to drop some pounds bro because with his size and his frame and his height he should not be able to do the things he's not supposed to be able to he's not supposed to do the things that he does but he has that God given ability. But if he doesn't 
try to control that weight, then that God-given ability is going to turn into a career-ending injury for him, and I would hate to see that. So um, I just want to see the nigga play basketball, man. That's it. I'm, I'm not worried about any other thing because, I mean, I've, I've seen Zion. Like, Zion used to be small. And if he actually, and I mean, he has the people around him, so he can get to like, bro, like, Zion could really be a fucking menace. I mean, he has been a menace every time we've seen him on the floor. So I just want to see the nigga play ball, but that's it for me. And our final NBA topic of the day. As we get towards the end of the regular season, the NBA Awards. Is coming up and obviously you know i don't know if there's going to be an actual show this year personally i don't really give a fuck um yeah <laughs> but however we need to do our official final predictions because a lot has changed since the last time we did them so john i'm gonna ask you first who do you think is taking most improved player this year most improved, mm-hmm. gonna be John Morant, Tyler Hero, or Miles Bridges. Those are my top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those those are definitely gonna be the top three. But I mean, Ooh, I think I, John's gonna take most improved, and it's not even gonna be close. Well, you I said got you got a fourth. fourth. You got a fourth. Mm-hmm. I got a fourth. Kyle Kuzma, even though. The Wizards ass. Oh, oh, the Wizards biased and jumped out. God damn it. Oh, no. He was doing nothing on the Lakers. And then Listen, he was leading the team. <laughs> you do have a point. You do have a point. But, uh, but look, I mean, for me, I mean, look, Miles Bridges, you know, I've been singing Miles Bridges' praises all season. Um, Tyler Hero's been balling as well. Um, honestly, I mean, not even say I'm not even gonna say it like that, but he's by far my pick for six men of the year. I'll say that early now. But John Moran is taking most improvement. It's not even gonna be close, man. I mean, he was already hooping over the past two years, but this year, you cannot tell me that not only you didn't see Ja hooping like this, but you didn't see the Grizzlies being this damn good. Cause they're one of the top four seeds exactly. in the Western Conference, bro. <laughs> like John Morant is the best player on one of the best teams in the league, and that team is young as fuck. Like, like that team is young. Like, they have a really young core, and for them to be playing that good behind Ja, oh no, Ja is taking most improved of the year, most definitely. But moving on to the sixth man of the year, and I already said Tyler Hero. I mean, come on, like there was a point in the season where the motherfucker was averaging thirty off the bench, man. Like. <laughs> 30 off the bench come on now let's let's be realistic and i mean miami they're the best team in the east right now that nobody's talking about for god knows why but john do you have somebody else in mind for six men of the year or or at least who are your runner-ups uh runner-ups i would say uh kelly Oubre for the Clarkson. uh See, my thing is, I just want to keep Utah away from 
awards. I, I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired, man. They have I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I am, I am absolutely fed the fuck up. Six man of the year. I mean, shoot. Ooh, ooh, what? Didn't Donovan Mitchell win most improved one year or something like that? Nah, uh uh-uh. Oh, okay. See, Spider is the only one from that team I want to win any award. But exactly. it just ain't gonna be it ain't it ain't gonna be no Tom Sula. I know no. that for a fact. No. But um I'm trying to think, is there anybody I would think of as a runner for six minutes of the year? Um, to keep it a stack with you, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's Tyler Hero. But yeah, it's Tyler Hero for sure. The but then moving on to if any oh voter, yeah, most definitely. If any voter votes for anyone else other than Tyler Hero, I'm, I'm going to yell. I'm going to scream. Man. And now for one of two awards that's actually, honestly, the next three awards, these next three awards are really going to have me torn. And it's Ricky of the Year. Now, of course, you know, with my bias, of course, I want to say Cade. Of course I do. I mean, and Cade's been playing like he should be Ricky of the Year, most definitely. But to sit here and try to act like Evan Moby hasn't been going stupid this season, especially for Cleveland to be that good of a team, of course, you, you have to give that man's respect to his credit. Um, So it's going to be between those two, but let me, I, I want to debunk the people that are saying other names. First of all, Scotty Barnes, I mean, he's definitely going to be in the top three, but Ricky of the Year? <laughs> no. Um, y'all boy Clarence Green? Fuck no. And the last name I want to talk about specifically, and I can't believe somebody actually had the nerve to say this shit to me. Somebody said Franz Wagner was winning Rookie of the Year. No, 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 no. And the thing that killed me was, I said, you must be from Orlando, aren't you? He said, yeah. And I'm like, what does Franz Wagner do better than anybody that's before him? Not a thing. Nothing. I have not heard a person say, man, Franz, man, I like Franz Wagner. You know, I love, I love his brother, Mo, Mo Wagner. Me and Mo, we, we cool. When, I, when he was on the we were cool, man. We talked, we discussed, and he was cool. You know, I, I like the Wagner brothers because they're very nice to me. But I don't think uh, Franz Wagner should be working. I'm sorry. I'm See, sorry. here's the thing. I have been anti-Franz Wagner this entire time. Don't get me wrong. The boy's nice in Orlando, but come on. Y'all remember March Madness? Y'all remember what the fuck he did? Y'all know Michigan was supposed to win the title? Y'all know they were. But what happened? Franz Wagner fucking sold. So no, please do not sit here and sing the praises of Franz Wagner to me. Okay? Until Franz Wagner apologizes to the entire state of Michigan, Oh my God. The entire state. I want him to apologize to Jawan Howard. I want him to apologize to Hunter Dickinson. And I want him to apologize to me personally. Until I all three of those apologies happen, I will not say anything good about Franz Wagner. But John, who do you have taking rookie of the year? Uh, Evan Mobley. I got Evan Mobley. Respect it. Respect it. 
Now, I will say, though, that even if Evan Mobley does win Rookie of the Year, much respect to him if he does, he's been balling out. I just want to say that the Detroit Pistons got the best rookie in the class. I'm just going to say that. And I'm not going to say by far, but Cade is the best rookie in the class. And everybody that's saying otherwise can relax and get off of Jalen Green's dick. Please. But the next award that has me torn, ladies and gentlemen, is the Defensive Player of the Year. And, John, I'm going to ask you first, do you have a solid answer? It's going to be between Bam Adebayo, uh, Giannis, and Rudy Gobert. Mm. See, I th- that's why I'm kind of stuck because I mean Giannis is for sure up there. I mean, of course Rudy Gobert is going to be up there. He plays for fucking Utah, but. <laughs> A name that I haven't really heard come up too much, even though he's definitely in the race, is Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges has been a very, very solid defender. And if he, even if he, I'm, I highly doubt that he's going to win defensive player of the year, but he's definitely first team on defense this year. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Marcus Smart, too, has actually been pretty good. Um, definitely Bam, definitely Bam. Jared Allen. So, if I have to pick one, uh, I'm gonna give it to Giannis. I'm gonna give it to Giannis. And now the final award, and Jesus Christ, this was supposed to be so easy, but now it's not, and it's the MVP. Actually, it is easy for at least for me. So here are my top picks. I have Joel Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, DeRozan, Devin Booker. And those, those are my top five. And I'm going with Embiid for MVP because he has been balling out all season. And you think you would you would think that when they added James Harden, some of that production would go down a little bit. Hell no. Like all that did was just give Joel Embiid a bigger platform to just fuck everybody up in the paint, be a defensive monster. And the only difference is he just doesn't have to focus too much on offense. But this nigga still be putting up 30 balls on everybody. So I'm going to go Joel Embiid. But, John, what about you? Who do you have winning the MVP? MVP, okay. So Joel Embiid, I would have as, you know, number one. However, I would say my top five. So we got Joel Embiid, we got Jokic, Giannis, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum. Okay. And then that actually brought up a good question, man. Like, do y'all realize that we, we both had Devin Booker in our top five? Do y'all know Devin Booker is not even in the top five in the actual MVP race? And y'all want to know the big problem with that? Y'all want to know where Phoenix stands in the West? They're number one. You want to know where Phoenix stands in the league? They're number one. You want to know how many games they've won? 
60. Nine. Keep in mind, there are nine games left in the season. Nine. They currently have a winning percentage of 81%. They've won 80% of their fucking games. And the, the closest to getting to that record is Memphis. And they're back nine fucking games. If that gap were to stay or rise, that will be the biggest gap between the first team, the first seed in the entire league and the second best team since the 1999 to 2000 Lakers. And you know who won the MVP that year? Shaq. Now, I'm not saying Devin Booker should be MVP. Fuck no. No, listen. Devin Booker's been hooping, but come on. I mean, I, I already said it beat, but I'm like, Shaq won the MVP in 2000 with that fucking team, with that, that team. You mean to tell me Phoenix is doing the exact same shit and Devin Booker's not even in the top five? Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. When it comes to the playoffs, fuck Phoenix. But in the regular season, Come on now. This is what we're doing. This is the disrespect that we're giving them. 60 wins. Come on now. But, John, how do you feel about Devin Booker not being in the top five officially? Hello? I mean, I want to say disrespect. I mean, hmm. disappointing. That's the right word. That's the right word. Disappointing because it's like, dang. Man, this man been killing the league. Number one team in the league, not just in the Western Conference, in the league. And it's like no consideration. Y'all got Luca, man. Don't get me wrong. Luca balling. Luca Doncic, he balling. However, never booking balling as well. So, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, whew. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I really don't understand. But actually, that reminds me. Um, there is one more award, the Coach of the Year, and I'm just gonna say this now: the man who was supposed to win last year is winning this year. Monty Williams is the winning Coach of the Year by f- in a fucking landslide. I mean, Eric Spoelstra is gonna be up there too, and of course, um, shit. What's um Memphis coach uh, Taylor Jenkins? Right, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, Taylor Jenkins is going to be up there. And of course, Eric Spolster is going to be up there. Doc Rivers better not be on that fucking list. But I mean, dude, Monty Williams got screwed last year. I mean, they gave it to fucking Thibs. Come on now. And we, 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 and we know what happened. We know what happened. We, we know what happens to the Knicks, you know. Bird, that way, Ice Trade, you know, got to him. So it's, 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 you know, it's Knicks now, you know, the good, everybody's happy. There's no such thing as depression when the Knicks are good. Am I wrong? Were you happy happy when the Knicks were winning? Were you happy? I didn't give a, I mean, no, I had shit going on, bro. But were you entertained at least? Nigga, I was entertained when they lost. Uh, Okay. okay, Go Trey, go Trey. 
But yeah, man, I'm 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 not buying that shit, bro. Like there was one coach of the year. And this season, the Knicks are the 11th seed in the East. The disrespect to Phoenix during the regular season is insane. So if Monty Williams does not win, I'm going to cause a riot. Go Monty. But, John, what about you? Do you have the same thoughts? I mean, I think, yeah, Monty Williams should win Coach of the Year. It's just easy. It's simple. Or I won't be surprised if Eric Spolestra wins. I, I, I won't even be mad. I'll be like, oh, okay. I won't right. even be mad. Right. But, yeah, I, I definitely got to give it to Monty this year, man. Like, he, he deserved it last year. He more than deserves it this year. I mean, like, they – I mean, bro, they won fucking 60 games. And Memphis – would deadass have to go on a nine-game winning streak to win 60 games? And as much as I love Memphis, it's not going to fucking happen. Sorry. The gap between Phoenix and everybody else is huge. It's large. So if Monty Williams does not win Coach of the Year, I don't know what I'm going to do. But those are our final predictions for the NBA Awards. And let's move into wrestling. Um, so I wasn't surprised when this happened, when this was announced, but recently Triple H was on first take, um, got some wrestling, uh, promotion on first take. So for those of you who are saying professional wrestling is not a sport, even though it's scripted, yes, it's a fucking sport, dipshits, get over it. But Triple H was talking about his health and he was saying that you know, there were points where he just wanted to make sure he could get to his daughters and, like, he was coughing up blood and different things like that. And he officially announced his in-ring retirement. Um, Again, I wasn't really surprised because, I mean, it had been, what, years since we'd seen him in the ring. And he's – he is – how old is he? Um, I know he's definitely – in his 50s, at least. Um, let me see. He's 52. He's 52. So, not to say it was about time, but it was about time. But the first, John, I'm going to ask you first just to talk about it, but his legacy just within wrestling, like, as a whole. His legacy in wrestling. Um. To tell you the truth, I'm way more impressed with, like, his whole, like, running of NXT than, like, his actual career. It may sound crazy, but here's why NXT is more impressive. This man helped deliver or establish the performance center where you have a whole headquarter or, headquarter or training headquarters where you can go there and you have indie wrestlers like they can get signed into WWE, go to Performance Center, train for months to a year and then they become a better wrestler than they were in the indies. Have an amazing character in NXT and then now they're like established on the main roster. 
got Kevin Owens, you got uh, what you call it, Sami Zayn, uh, Finn Balor, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who else from NXT? Uh, Rusev, even though he's in AEW, uh, who, who else from, who went from, came from NXT to the main roster? Shoot. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Biggie Langston. They were like, they were the face of NXT. Shoot. Wade Barrett. I mean, his resume of developing NXT is what it is now. It's all him. And WWE wrestling-wise, wrestling technical-wise, is like better than, than it was in the Attitude Era, like wrestling-wise, in athleticism. Attitude Era, it was like the storyline that everyone hooked onto it. Now you have wrestling hooked onto it. Like, okay, we see how they're performing. We kind of don't care about promos, but we see how they perform in wrestling-wise, and we like them for just wrestling also wrestling well yeah I, I definitely agree i mean he actually made the wrestling aspect of it important you know and that's something that was missing even during his peak like i mean the attitude actually i will not say that attitude there was its peak because i mean honestly if we be honest ruthless aggression was better yes because it was a perfect mix of both yes but I mean, like the just focusing on the wrestling part, that shit was way more beneficial than anybody could have thought. Like to the point where the developmental brand became a third brand at one point, and it just—I'm not gonna sit here and take this opportunity to bash Vince, but I mean, come on, like he took everything that was good about NXT and just like, no, 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 fuck it. So all we the only things we have to um you know really be happy about are Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Hey man, but you know, oh no, 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 no. You know what? They do have another solid piece though. Um what's that white girl name? Um you know, no, no, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Bring up that white woman. Listen, listen, hear me out. This is no coon shit. No coon shit whatsoever, bruh. I'm not even talking about her, bruh. Shorty can wrestle. I seen her. She can wrestle. She can wrestle, bruh. And look, niggas, like, she was actually, like, an MMA fighter and shit, too, bruh. Hey, man, don't give me that look. I'm not, listen, I did not say anything about her looks, bruh. Nigga, I like melanin only. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> listen here. But look, but back to get on subject, man. I mean, Triple H, honestly, his legacy was in and out of the ring. Like, that shit's crazy. Like, did he fuck his way into the McMahon family? Yes. Did it work wonders? Yes. Did it give him the reign of terror? Yes. Yes. But y'all can't act like it didn't build some of the best faces in the biz. I mean, like, Dude, Batista. Oh yeah. I mean, oh. like, like, dude. I mean, and it's like he used to have bangers with everybody, bro. Like, Batista, Hardy, Randy, Cena. Like, everybody used to go crazy. Like, 
and it's net like because nobody can ever say Triple H wasn't a bad wrestler. I mean, he was. No one can ever say he was because he definitely was not. He was one of the best in ring. So, um, I mean, he he gave thirty years of his life to it. Damn, I'm sorry, bro. That sounded like I said the motherfucker died. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I mean, dude, like Triple H was one of my favorites, bro. Like, you know, now I have to address something. Um, I have seen people in honor and tribute of Triple H going outside in public, in public, putting some water in their mouths, telling somebody to record and do the Triple H water thing. Now, I'm just going to tell you right here, right now, stop it. Stop that shit. You are grown. You are, you all are grown individuals stop it okay you can leave a congratulations text uh, i mean a congratulations message on social media but nobody wants to see you spitting out water in public what the hell is wrong with you stop it get some help what the hell is wrong with you like because here's the thing it'd be different if like y'all was in y'all own cribs or something like bro like but y'all niggas are spitting in public Somebody has to clean that shit up. Do you know how mad I'd be if I was a fucking custodian at Target and somebody did that shit, bro? No. I'll beat the fuck out of somebody with a fucking mop off of that shit, bro. Stop it. Y'all too damn old for this shit, man. Just leave your congratulations on social media and leave it at that. Y'all need to just go touch grass. See, this is why I don't fuck with wrestling fans, man, because some of y'all just weird, man. Like, not even some. The majority of you are weird. That's why, like, this is why I only talk wrestling with a few people. Because, honestly, the podcast, we are some of the only wrestling fans who aren't fucking weirdos. We aren't. This is, come on now. You niggas are spitting out water in public on the floor during COVID. But you know what? Go in your backyard. <laughs> Go to a park and, like, please. And don't record it. Like, you realize you have to ask somebody to record. Like, imagine what that conversation is like, bro. Like, hey, man, um, y'all know Triple H, bro. Um, I want to spit out water. Can you record me spitting this water out, like Triple H? Trying to do his entrance, you know. Like, yeah. Um, no, what the hell is wrong with you, bro? Stop it. Stop it. But our final topic of the day, ladies and gentlemen, some of our favorite WrestleMania moments. As you know, WrestleMania is coming up this weekend. Yes. This shit is about to be insane, dude. So in order to prep ourselves, really get ourselves going, we're going to talk about some of our favorite WrestleMania moments of all time. And I would be so wrong. And this would be so anti-Black if I didn't start this off right. Two moments in particular. Number one, Kofi Kingston. Yes. WrestleMania. I don't know what the, I don't be paying attention to what number is which. So I'm just gonna Five. say WrestleMania 2019. 35. 35. Where Kofi Kingston beat Daniel Bryan to become the WWE champion. I can definitely say that for the first time, and not the second time, in in in, in the first of two times, I cried 
watching WrestleMania. I cried, okay? Now, did the run suck? Yeah, but it wasn't his fault. But that was one of the greatest moments I've ever witnessed just seeing a Black man win. So speaking of Black, my second, actually, this is my favorite moment of all time. <clears throat> WrestleMania 37. Oh, I remember the number. Well, that's because I did math. WrestleMania 37, night one. Yes. Main event, the main event of WrestleMania night one. You have two of the most beautiful and talented black women. Oh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair in the main event for the SmackDown Women's title. Should have got five stars, but it's okay. You know what? Dave Melzer, Dave Melzer can Dave Melzer can real life suck my dick. Actually, pause. No, he can't. Um, no, but you know. I've gotten excited watching wrestling, but my actions during that match led to this podcast. My actions led to this podcast. Yes. That match single-handedly helped to create Hooplex. Yes. It definitely did. Speaking of Hooplex, um couple things number one before i know i don't want to get too off topic because we'll talk about this a little more in another episode but number one next month hooplex will be one years old one year old and the second one because of you guys being just great individuals great listeners we just hit 3k plays man so i just want to say thank you to everybody and we it's only up from here for real for real but i jumped i screamed i cried during that match and I mean, go Bianca, you know, when she, when she did that hair whip, because that was the first time it was like, so this was like the night where like my cousins and my sister, like all four of us really became like that thing was like, okay, we're going to watch wrestling together because we had watched a couple of WrestleManias before, but that one, and she got that hair, she was like, sound like a gunshot. I'm like, yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. But those are two of mine. John, what about you? Yeah, I would say those are two of my favorite as well. But I can do five. I can do five. Uh, Kofi, Kofi, I would say Kofi number one because that was that was very beautiful. I'm mad that I didn't cry when Kofi won. I didn't cry because I was around like I was around my more. I was around like. My uh my hallmates in LLC at Morehouse, so I was like, yeah, I couldn't cry. I, I couldn't cry. Y'all just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> if I cried in front of everybody, they would have been like, yo, this dude crying over WWE. Like, come on now, like you're yes, man. nigga. Like, <laughs> oh man, but um, I watched uh I watched this past week the the WWE uh twenty four documentary of Kofi Kingston. I watched it. I was just bawling. Like, I couldn't hold it because, like, bro, that really happened. Like, we never saw a black WWE champion growing up, if you really think about it. Yeah, we had The Rock, but we were too young. We we were too young to really. Hey, man, that nigga don't count, bro. Like, we were too young. That nigga Samoan. Like, exactly. We have a Samoan tag, too. <laughs> So he really doesn't count. And then 
we had Booker T and Mark Henry, but they were world heavyweight champions. But that title, when it was introduced as like a like a like a second title compared to WWE Championship, the title lost a little legitimacy. But the WWE title was like the big thing. Yeah. And then when when we saw Kofi won it, it was like, oh my god, like we finally like we finally got a black champion as as the face of WWE. And it was just amazing to see. It was just beautiful. And then just seeing all of the like the former superstars react to it, such as like JTG and Shad Gaspar, MVP, made Shad Gaspar rest in peace. But seeing Shad Gaspar right now and seeing it right now, that that makes you all that makes you like cry because it's like all those black wrestlers that you saw growing up, and knowing one of them is gone forever, it it, it just hurts. It it just yeah. it hurts, man. But yeah. oh, speaking of which, I don't mean to cut you off, but I I I've been meaning to talk about this, man. Um, so they announced yesterday because you know they had that little Ultimate Warrior Award, and everybody was just saying, "Give it to Shad, give it to Shad, give it to Shad," and they announced yesterday. Shaz getting it. Um, well deserved. I wish he was still here to, you know, actually receive it. But you know, he didn't die in forgotten, you know. Everybody knew who he was. I mean, everybody was a fan of Crime Town, and like the way in which he passed was one of the kindest acts anyone could ever do, you know. Um risking his life and losing his life to save his son. That's something that's commendable for you know multitude of different reasons the only thing that i ask is that jtg inducts him or 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 his wife and kids one of those two that's like if if jtg ain't there bro i don't want it i I really don't do the whole ceremony again (laughs) exactly Oh shit, Damien here. This nigga in the car. Oh, gentlemen. What's good? What's good? So oh, but um we what actually we about? so we actually on the last topic, but um we just talking about um some of our WrestleMania favorite WrestleMania moments, just trying to build up to next week. So you can just go in and um tell us like what are some of your favorites. Ooh. Um So if we're talking more so, um, one that was really good that I really liked recently was um, the honestly when the when the Hardy Boys returned at WrestleMania 33 oh, in that yeah, tag yeah. match, bro, that was amazing. I honestly, really, I as much as I would have loved to see the the Sting Undertaker, honestly, just the Sting Triple H match in general, it was like NWO coming out. DX coming out. I feel like that was just a really dope moment. Yeah, most definitely. Um, but oh yeah, John, back back to you and what you were saying. Oh, um Sasha Bianca. I cried when that happened because we don't even have we barely have any black wrestling, female wrestling. We had Jazz, we had Jacqueline, we had Alicia Fox. 
and then Sasha Banks come out of nowhere from NXT, and then you got Ember Moon, and then now and you, you had Cameron and Naomi. Cameron was ass. But, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so and then and then uh, what you call it? And then um, Naomi won the title, but she had to forfeit that shit. So I was pissed. And it just sees uh, Bianca win it. And then her and Sasha, you know, just going back and forth in that match. And then the pyro going off. I don't know. The pyro gets me every time, you know. The pyro gets me because it's like, ah, they won it. The pyro. Look at, look at that. Like, it just, it, makes, it, just, it, just, it makes me cry every time. But um, another one, number three. I would have to say Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. That was I was emotional. I didn't cry because I wanted him to win, especially after Undertaker losing that night. Come on out. Uh, WrestleMania 30. If Daniel Bryan lost, the whole crowd at WrestleMania 30 would have rioted. If we being real. Most definitely. They would have rioted. Like, no way we just saw The Undertaker lose and Daniel Bryan lose in the same night. In the biggest buildup of the year. Literally. Exactly. Imagine if he had lost that first match of Triple H and then it was just the it was just evolution <laughs> as a triple threat. I think that the stadium would have been exploded. You're talking about you exploded. The stadium would have been empty. Bro, listen, they would have threw trash in the ring after you know, Triple H won. And by the time we got to the main event, bro, that shit would be like on some fucking, you know, performance center COVID ass shit, bro. No fans, none. Shit would be awkward as hell. Oh my god. Speaking of awkward, we didn't really think about this back then. And I, you know, this was the WrestleMania before I actually became a fan, so I missed it. But the the reason this is one of my favorite moments now is because this shit should not have happened. It was WrestleMania 23. The Battle of the Billionaires. They had a black man and a Samoan fighting for the honor of two racist white men. How did we get here? In in Detroit, of all places. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, in my hometown, y'all did this shit. But let me tell you two things that made me happy about this. Number one, Bobby Lashley saved Vince McMahon's head. The second thing, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the guest referee. And you know what that motherfucker did, man? That man hit the Stone Cold Stunner on Donald Trump. Listen, fuck Donald Trump, okay? That man can literally go to the hottest part of hell, and I would rejoice. I probably shouldn't say that, and God probably going to get me for that later tonight. But it need to be said, man. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. We didn't know it at the time, but Stone Cold was doing us a favor. Um, another one, I have to say what Undertaker lost. Because I expected it. And nobody else in my house expected it. And it was like, because I'm just like, bro, it's Brock. It's going to happen. Plus, I'm like, bro, honestly, bro, that should have been where Undertaker retired. I'm sorry. 
So yeah. I, I'm like, bro, because I mean, the match was mid as fuck. Undertaker got concussed and don't even remember what happened. And I remember my dad, my uncle, my cousins, and my sister and me all watching WrestleMania that year. Brock hit like that third F5. The referee go one, the referee go two. And I'm like, it's actually fucking happening. And the ref goes three. And the whole crowd goes silent. Like, I'm sitting here jumping for joy around my house, damn near about to do a backflip and shit, because I was right. Everybody wrestling me, everybody that's actually there is silent. Everybody in my house is like, what the fuck just happened? I'm sitting there like, I told y'all. I told y'all this shit was going to happen. I, I'm, I'm just... I think it was my favorite moment because I was right. I think it was because I was right. Because WrestleMania, when it came to predictions, my shit was always wrong. And I don't know how. Because I picked the most obvious answers, but then Vince just decided to do the opposite of what was right. So I don't know. Um, But then... I have to say, all of WrestleMania 24, even the shit where Steve, where Santino got attacked by fucking Festus, because that was the very first WrestleMania I ever watched. So that whole show is just, I got biased towards it. Um, what happened? Um, Kane beat Chavo Guerrero in like five seconds. Um, what else? Uh, John Morrison oh. and Shelton Benjamin did some stupid shit in the Money in the Bank, and that, that match was fire. Um, Undertaker versus Edge was heat, but that main event, that triple threat between Cena, Orton, and Triple H, is the that second best triple threat of all time. Yeah. And Only Shawn behind. Michaels and Ric Flair. Hey, yeah, man, go Shawn Michaels, bro. Put that bitch in retirement until he got to TNA. But you know, ah, <laughs> uh, TNA. Speaking of TNA, did y'all hear, bro? Did y'all hear? Did y'all see what that shit not said in the group chat about what Hulk Hogan said, bro? About Jinder Mahal, bro. Bro, that motherfucker the said irony, Mahal the irony of it all. <laughs> the irony of it all, man. Bro, and you know what's sad about it though? Jinder Mahal is actually a better wrestler than Hulk Hogan, bro. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my god, you know. Hulk Hogan, bro, like that. I know it. That's that brings me to another one of my favorite moments, man. WrestleMania 18 when The Rock whooped his his white ass. Yeah, glad that happened. But, but the crowd was behind Hulk Hogan. Hey, fuck that crowd, bro. Listen, <laughs> that was Canada, okay? Honestly, it would have been. I actually, it would have been even worse if it was in the states. So let me let me not even go there. But uh, so the WrestleMania 18 crowd, fuck y'all, for 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 glorifying that racist piece of shit. Fuck all y'all. Everybody in that bitch that cheered. Let me think. Um, but Damon, you have any f- other favorite WrestleMania moments? Um, that's not a WrestleMania moment. It happened there. Um. The, oh, yes, I do, actually. Uh, Rey Mysterio winning that triple threat against Randy Orton and Kurt Angle to finally win oh, the yeah. right after Eddie died. Yeah. Oh, I just turned down the long street. Beautiful. Okay. 
um oh you know what this is gonna come as a shock when i say this but wrestlemania 26 money in the bank ladder match you know who won that he was my favorite at the time he was one of my favorites at the time and i don't know why jack jack swagger right yes I used to be a Jack Swagger fan, bro. I don't know why. It had, no, it was the music. It had to be. It was music. his music. His music it was, his was music. so his music fire, was... bro. Facts, bro. Nigga. Not, not that we the people shit, but. Bro. Jack won too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit was heat. And I was just like, bro, he won. This nigga gonna play this song, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what it was about Jack Swagger, bro. Besides that music, because he would didn't do shit else, man. And when you think about it, bro, his whole gimmick was low key kind of racist as fuck. But they just didn't allow the racism parts to show. But I mean, dude. Oh yeah, I was fucking Zeb Coulter's ass. Oh yeah, Zeb Coulter. I'll burst out Dale Rio. Duh, no, comment. no comment. No comment, man. Oh my god. Hey, Zeb Coaster. Racist as hell. But he loved that Alberta. Alberta. Yeah. Yo. Oh, but listen, I would be wrong if I didn't talk about this. Um WrestleMania 13. Wait, hold up. Wait, Damon, what was you about to say? I think he's buffering. Yeah, he is. But I'm going to say mine right quick, bro. I think this was, yeah, WrestleMania 31. Main event. Dark. I don't know why this shit is so <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, it's clearing up. It's clearing up. Wait. It's not clearing up. <laughs> Yo. Oh my God. Then he's bro, because then he said he turned on the long street too. In that freaking wait. open challenge when he returned. There we go. And his we go. little okay. ass on. Dog. Yeah, Damon, I'm not even going to hold you, bro. We didn't catch a word of what you just said, my nigga. Hey, bro. <laughs> I, dog, I don't even know where I left off, so I'm going to just – I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> I think you said uh, – the last thing I heard you were talking about, um, Seth Rollins cashing. Yeah, that, that, yeah, man. Yeah. Correct. The high school. you know century. what's crazy? That's actually – that's honestly the best Brock Roman match to me. I really don't even remember it, bro. I just remember what happened in the, at the end. Yeah, Maybe that's why it was the best match, because we don't remember it. Yeah, it literally would have been very forgettable. But it was literally just uh, – it started off really basic. You know, Brock just throwing – people around and 
suplex and niggas was counting and stuff. And then it, 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 everything broke loose when Roman accidentally I think he went out again. Mm. Yeah. Yep. He did. Open. He started bleeding. And then that nigga just went up fully on. Damn. We lost him. Damn it. Damn it. But, shoot, which one was, what was I just about to say? I don't even remember. Um. John, you got any any other ones you were thinking of? Okay. Um when the Hardys came back, mm. they came back to WWE. Uh hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, gonna I'm gonna just stop talking, bro. All right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. When The Rock beat John, John Cena. Cena. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And then the last one I got, um, the Boneyard match. Wow. That shit was heat. That was so good for no reason. For real, like, because I didn't know what to expect. And they just put out a whole fucking little 15-minute movie. I'm like, oh. Why can't they do this on a regular basis? And then they started doing them on a regular basis. Then we figured out why. They had already, they did one before that. It was horrible. When they did the House of Horrors match with oh, uh, yeah, no. Randy okay. and Bray at the compound. Oh, yeah. Why do they always mess those two feud up? They find a sick way to mess it up every time. No comment. Bro, I, I just see. remember I remember WrestleMania 33. They were having the match and he was about to hit an RKO and then it went like pitch black and then they put all the like the video of the maggots on the on the on the mat. Oh, yeah. And then like Randy um, got scared of maggots for some reason. Yeah, no. Um no, that shit just that was terrible. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. Mm. I actually fell asleep during that match and I didn't wake up till the next morning. <laughs> it was like time for school. I woke Yo. up. I was like, oh shit. Time for school. And I was like, oh shit, I missed WrestleMania. <laughs> Yo, this nigga slept. <laughs> and then I, I went on Twitter and I saw. Thank you, Taker. I was like, no, no, he better not. He better not do what I think he about to do. Yo, that oh, shit was funny, though. I was so like hurt in school. Like I fell asleep during WrestleMania. I've never done that before. Never. Oh no, that. I have. I have. WrestleMania. Nigga, I forgot which one it was, bro, but that, the one that was, like, seven fucking hours long. Oh, 2019? <sighs> Nigga, I was gone. <laughs> nigga, the, the sad part about it is, nigga, when I woke up, Brock and Roman was still fighting, dog. 
that's oh, how that long I was out. Bro. Oh, that had to be uh, that was thirty four. Yeah, matter Aaron, of fact, let me Aaron, let me that, let me go I back. I want to say that was that was like that was the first time that AJ and Shinsuke fought. That was like the card was like incredible. The, I remember the card was really good. Yes, but I don't think it turned out as well as it. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I fell asleep during. Let me let me let me go back and look. I co I, I fell asleep after that Kurt Ang- the per- the Perk Angle and Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie match. When I woke up, Brock and Roman were still in that shit, bro. That's how damn long that show was. That was a very long show. Oh yeah, and that, yeah, that was when um Shinsuke hit AJ in, in the book. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I woke up and I found out a whole bunch of shit, dog. I'm just like, so I I woke up and I'm like, so Shinsuke hit AJ in the nuts. Braun Strowman won the tag team titles with a fucking ten year old, and I'm just like, and they had Oscar loser undefeated streak to Charlotte. Oh yeah, for no reason. You know, damn, bro. Even at WrestleMania 34, Braun Strowman was controlling his narrative. Damn. I, Winning titles with a 10-year-old. That's such a wild sentence. <laughs> what were they what were they thinking? I just I just want to know. I, I don't know. Like, because Seamus and Cesaro was on that shit, man. Like they, they, were they were hot. They were one of the best teams they ever had, bro. I'm sorry, bro, but Unless it was unless it was Brody Lee's son, I ain't I ain't losing to no goddamn ten year old, bro. You can't pay me to do that. No, it better if it ain't Brody Lee's son. No, negative one can pin me. Negative one can pin me for a ten count because he deserves it. But fucking little ass, what what's the little motherfucker? Nicholas. Nicholas, and no. it, and he was like the son of like some producer and or like. Referee yeah, or something. The, the son of a referee. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, literally was in the. It was somebody in the company's child. Yeah. The ref. Oh my god. Uh, John. Uh, referee. I'm. A, I'm gonna search him up. WWE referee son like title. Oh, but guess what, guys? John He's a Carl. red belt in karate. Nicholas Who's is a red belt. Nicholas. <laughs> The youngest champion in any that. category in WWE history. I can't believe that. <laughs> Bro, and then they dropped it, and then they literally vacated the titles the next night. Literally. Like, so I'm ooh. like, you just you squished the most overpowerful team and then just dropped the title. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Kick a 10 year old's ass? <laughs> Bro. When Braun said, I'm going to go in the crowd and find a partner, I was like, man, I wish I was in that crowd. Right. And I'm th- and I'm thinking, like, it was going to be, like, a surprise debut or something. Exactly. Me too. That's what I thought. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Now I know why Nicholas won. Listen to this. John Cohn is an American professional wrestling referee who works for WWE under the Raw brand. Cohn also works in the corporate role of senior manager of talent relations. There it is. That's why. Yeah. 
Hey, you man, put a little look, coin on there. Hey, man. But here's the thing, bro. I can't hate on the 10-year-old, bro. That nigga did something I didn't, bro. He, right. he had a match at WrestleMania and won. Yeah. I can't nigga say that. Nigga has a whole yet. WrestleMania moment. Like, <laughs> right. I still haven't even been to WrestleMania, bro. This one, he won a title at 10. You know what I was doing at 10 didn't years even old? Have to do, didn't even have to do nothing. Nope. Right. You know what I was doing at 10 years old? I was watching WrestleMania on my TV. That man and was in the ring. telling anybody about it the next day. <laughs> like I had to watch WrestleMania in, in secret, bro. Man. So here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. The first WrestleMania I've ever watched, like, when, like live on a legal network was WrestleMania 32. What? Bro, I'm going to say the same thing Listen. because my very first one that I watched legally was 31. What? I watched 31 illegal. Because, so basically, because like, so when I was younger, so my dad had bought 34, 24. Oh, wow. It was 24. He bought 25. Bootleg 26. Bro, I watched, bro, I watched wrestling, bro, I watched wrestling in 26, like three weeks after everybody else died. I got that bitch. I still got that bitch on bootleg DVD, bro. <laughs> I was literally watching that shit during Christmas break. Um. Well, okay. So when did the network come out? The network came out in 2014. Yeah, so that, was it was. Like? I think it was literally four thirty. I think that's when they came out with it. Yeah. I just you see my parents. They never bought pay per views. Same. Yeah, so, yeah, it was it was thirty. Yeah, thirty was the one in twenty fourteen. So, so Darrell, I've, that your dad bought pay per views, bro. You should you are the most luckiest kid alive. I paid for. I used to be happy as hell, bro. And WrestleMania would be the only show he would ever buy me, bro. Like every other show. Well, no, he let me watch the Rumble a couple of times, but like everything else, bro. I had to just hope and I, I just had to wait till they post the, the results on WWE.com, dog. That shit was sick as hell. Bro, because you all want to hear the very, this is so funny. You guys want to hear the first, like, pay, the first and probably only pay-per-view buy that my mom or family ever got for me. It was ECW One Night Stand 2000. <laughs> I don't know why that was the one. Yo. But that literally, that's still one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. <laughs> oh, God. I'm done. <laughs> no, she didn't. No, Dang she it. didn't. Oh, it was, bro, because I don't even think she knew what it was. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Let me tell you a time when I bought a pay-per-view on my grandma's cable. Oh, Oh, yeah, I was I was nine, and the Royal Rumble two thousand nine in Detroit. Yeah, I was there, man. I was there. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy, it. bro. It, it and here's the thing: it happened after I bought it after the pay per view happened. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, This nigga got his ass whooped for doing stuff after. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I didn't get his face. I hope your grandma whooped your ass. Dog. No, no, no. I, I didn't get my ass whooped. No. No, I didn't get my ass whooped. Dog. But the fact that, damn it, the fact that your mom 
bought ECW one night in 2005. That shit is hilarious, dog. It was, and it was the one when like WWE was like crossed over. So like the John Cena, RVD, Randy Orton, Kurt Angle, Sabu, and Mysterio. So when that crowd was literally just going banana, like they were literally that was like where freaking if Cena wins, we riot came from. Fuck you, Cena. Bro, that bro, that crowd was. They were saying Orton swallows, bro. They like said, I don't sucks dick. <laughs> and then bro, Kurt, Cena was throwing his shirt into the crowd, and they was throwing that bitch back at him, dog. And then Kurt Angle said, "Your mother taught me how." <laughs> That's even worse. Oh shit, Villanova one, cool. Honestly, bro. I didn't even get a chance to watch any of the March Madness games, but fuck that. Fuck, fuck the NCAA, bro. Fucking open. Michigan lost. Fucking terrible, bro. But did either of y'all have any other favorite WrestleMania moments? Uh, favorite WrestleMania? Oh, uh, end of an era match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When um, Shawn Michaels did the sweet chin music and Triple H did the pedigree right after and Undertaker kicked out. I was going crazy. Bro, I feel like everybody for that moment was like, oh, the streak is about to end. Oh, yeah. This is like it. Because it was like, there's no way. That I mean, you can really say any of the freaking Shawn Michaels matches with Red Taker. Yeah, because twenty five, like, man, like, bro, I ain't understand the concept of five star matches back then, dog. But now, that was ten stars, bro. That shit was literally perfect, man. Ty Dillinger, ten stars. Like I said, Ty Dillinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what Shawn Michaels called him Stan? <laughs> I just kicked Stan. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Stop! That was him. Oh my god! You didn't know? <laughs> that was Ty Dillinger. I just kicked Stan. That was Stan. Nigga, nigga you mean Sean Spirit, bro? Like the motherfucker who he he fucked up Cody Rose in the, on the first episode of AEW? What? What? Hold on, bro. Let me go look up the picture, dog, because I really don't. I don't believe you. I do not believe you. I'm not lying. That was Ty Dillinger. <laughs> Damon, did you know that? Oh, my God. I did not know that. You that's him. Know that? Bro, that's him. That's actually him. Bro, what the fuck? What? You know what? Um, I'm wow, wow. That's crazy, bro. That's in that's that's actually insane. Wow. But uh Damien, did you have any other favorite moments? Um Um, 
Not that I can really think of. Yo. Wait a minute, what? Hey, bro, this is kind of unrelated, but I just checked Twitter, and Tony Storm is trending. So I went to go see why, because I'm thinking maybe she went to AEW or something. Oh, no, I know exactly why she's trending. She, Tony Storm started in OnlyFans? She yeah. did. Hmm. Yeah, I saw somebody, I think one of the wrestling pages I saw started talking about it yesterday, the other day. Hmm. How much does she charge? I'm not I would never. Out. I would never. <laughs> no. I'm not hey, looking bro. that up. I can have that, bro. I'm, I'm good. Bro, so yeah. I'm on Reddit, right? So I just searched up Tony Storm. And oh, there's no. already oh, no. a, a, like a, a whole Reddit group, a forum. That's what they call what? it. What? 2,423 members. This is why I am a wrestling fan, but not a part of the IWC. This shit like that is why I left that Discord, man. Um, wow, two thousand people. Hmm, interesting. And this is why I will forever say wrestling fans are some of the scum of the earth. Just not us. Just not us. Not us. Mm-hmm. But if that is all, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Who Plays. We hope that we will really help, able to help get y'all excited and pumped for WrestleMania, man. Because we are, that card is about to be fucking nuts and fucking terrible at the same time. And I can't wait. It's about to be crazy. So everybody, stay tuned. We will be dropping that watch link the night, the day of on both Saturday and Sunday. And I won't even say we'll see y'all next week. We'll see y'all this weekend. Yes.